Good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Positional Sports Talk Show post live streaming on Facebook Live, Twitch, and our Positional Sports Talk Show YouTube channel. We are a sports talk show made for the fans from the perspective of fans presented by lifelong sports fans. This evening, we'll provide our opinions and positions on the hottest topics in sports. My name is Big Reg, and I got my partners in crime with me. What's going on, Ed? How you feeling this evening, my brother? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Glad <laughs> everybody can make it. Oh, that's funny. Let's mm-hmm. see everybody. Let's talk a little, little sports. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, Reg just got blacked out. So, since what's going on, man? Talk to us. Uh man, everything is everything. What's up, fellas? Ready to talk some sports too? Uh, not so much about Ed Steelers, but I guess I'll have to grin and bear it. <laughs> J3, how you doing? Sorry about the brief technical difficulty. It's all good, bro. You know, we're going to pick up and keep it moving, man. It's all good. Let's get it in. All right. And of course, we got the man, the myth, the legend. The professor is in the background running things. Uh, We appreciate you, professor. No, we always got you in our thoughts and prayers. So this evening, we're going to talk about college football. We're going to hit week two and preview week three. We got to talk NFL. We finally started the NFL season. We had some good of a game this week. So <laughs> definitely wow. going to get into that he- heavy. Um, and we might cover a couple other things. But first and foremost, we always appreciate you tuning in. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy posts on the Positional Sports Talk Show channel. Yay, yay. All right, so... College football. Let's hit that first, fellas. Mm-hmm. Week two had a couple of big games that were out there that, you know, was must-see. And it started early Saturday. 12 o'clock noon Eastern Standard Time. University of Oregon goes into Ohio State mm-hmm. and puts a um, Beat them <laughs> on the Buckeyes in the front of a hundred thousand people. Buckeyes looking shaky, baby. <laughs> yeah. So is that more on the what the Buckeyes are, or what Oregon actually might be this year? So I looked at the game, and I'm gonna tell you right now, uh, Ohio's defense was terrible, Ooh, and their offense good. was struggling. Uh, mm-hmm. Oregon, Oregon just took it to them. They stayed in their game plan. They didn't force anything. When they when they when they got the turnovers, they monopolized and they dominated the game. So they definitely should have won the game. Yeah, there have been a lot of questions about uh, that defensive coordinator Coombs since that game. Like, uh, what's up? And um, to your point, um, J three Oregon definitely is uh, showed me like that Oregon team of old, where you know they were definitely in the uh, top ranking. So they, like you said, they played their game and, you know, Ohio State didn't, well, especially the defense. Here's the thing. It's a little bit of both to the question that you asked, uh, Big Reg. I think it's a little bit of both. On one on one side, uh, Ohio State's defense needs some work. So that, that <laughs> That's is... That's an understatement. That, that is true. But it's really... The, the, the game come, came down to the trenches, and see, the thing about Oregon is you got to understand who's their coach and who, and who has built this team to what it is now. See, 
us on the west on the east coast we really don't see Oregon so we haven't seen we haven't seen this slow process that coach Cristobal has put in has has done at Oregon as far as building building his that team up to his image and you got to understand who he is coach Cristobal was a part of that 89 and 91 national championship teams at the U when Miami mm-hmm. was just blowing people off the off the ball and dominating the line of scrimmage but mm-hmm. he really cut his teeth at Alabama um, as an assistant head coach and offensive line coach under Nick Saban. And so he was also one of the primary recruiters of these big boys. So he knows what it takes to win, and he knows what a, an athlete looks like in high school that he can bring in to Oregon and develop. The, the issue with Oregon is – not only is it on the West Coast, but it's so far. It's practically one of the furthest destinations as far as schools that you can get to. So just recruiting and bringing in kids is, has been a challenge, but he's been doing it. If you follow these recruiting rankings every year, he's been slowly building up to what you what everybody witnessed um, this past Saturday. And now what, what, what I find funny is that was part of the home and home series that they had signed with Ohio state. So next year they're actually going to be in Eugene playing this game. So yeah, I wasn't surprised one bit with the outcome. Um, the, the, because I understood who, who, you know, what, what was going to, what was happening. I understood that coach Cristobal, you know, it, it was time. Now he was, he was actually, there was a few of his key players um, and actually probably the number one pick in next year's draft was out, but yet they still dominated Ohio State at both in the trenches. And that was not only on the defensive side of the ball, but in the offensive side of the ball as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and one thing I just want to bring up is Oregon did that defensively without arguably the number one defensive player in the country, consensus All-American, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, who everybody says is going to be a top five, if not a top three pick, monster defensive end. Their top recruit linebacker, Justin Flo, missed the game and a starting safety. So I, I sent out a, a, a tweet or, or, or uh, a message to our, uh, our page and said, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think the Pac-12 might be on its way back. Yeah, slowly but surely. I mean, what UCLA did LSU last week, and it wasn't that they just won the game. They right. beat up LSU on the lines of scrimmage. Right. Mm-hmm. And they just had Oregon go to Ohio State and do the same thing? Just when you were about to write the um... – Pack 12 off. They they coming back in full force. And then you got that. What's going on with Arizona State? Mm-hmm. Where they got a bunch of pro coaches and ex-pro players recruiting and coaching there. So that's coming back. So th- th- that's gonna be a problem for the Big 12 ACC. Just saying, just saying. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, that uh coach uh day. I think got exposed a little bit. If he can't run up the offense, his team might have little problems. A dub for Michigan. (laughs) I think you're getting a little carried away with that one, but we we will see. We will see. 
Yeah, Harbaugh <laughs> hasn't beaten Ohio State yet. Yeah, it's just the year you saw you saw that the the mandate you know that he's been putting up. We we beaten Ohio State this year. Yeah, speaking of the Pac-12, we got to talk about what Stanford did to USC. My goodness. Stanford went in the USC, beat them 42-28, and basically got the coach his walking papers. So, but, but, but Big Reg, think about it. First of all, Stanford, as we speak right now, not tomorrow and not 20 years ago, as we speak right now, Stanford is the better program. So for them to go in the USC and beat them like they did, I don't know why everybody was shocked. What was what what the problem is is UCL. I mean USC should have fired Hilton uh, before the season. <laughs> they, he should have never True. got to this season. Because remember he was on he was on the hot seat last year. Now mm-hmm. and I think that you know COVID. Uh, that whole COVID situation and 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 having a season, not having a season, that pretty much saved his that pretty much saved his job. But I mean, he's been on the hot seat, and they they knew they had a dud two or three years ago in him. They knew yeah, I'm this. Surprised, I'm surprised they were ranked as high as they were to start the season, to be quite honest. And yeah, they got exposed. <laughs> and since Stanford, I've ne- I've Stanford has never been a team, in my opinion, that that should be slept on because. They got some studs there. Look, Coach them. Shaw knows what he's doing at Stanford. Yeah, but you know? but Stanford flows in waves. Stanford will have a run where they have two or four just solid, real good years. And then because of their criteria and that they don't bend their criteria, they'll go through some lean years because they just don't have the athletes mm-hmm. right there. But it looks like they're back on the uptick because, yeah, they put it to USC. Mm-hmm. Speaking about getting it handed to you, Arkansas gave Texas a preview of what it might look like to be in the Ooh, SEC. Mm. That was like a basketball <laughs> score. I could do a double take, like 70. What? <laughs> yeah. Big Red, you watch the SEC every weekend. You know that if you don't have the if you don't have the big boys on that line of scrimmage, I don't care how many skill position players you have, you're not gonna go, you're not gonna win the game. And Arkansas has been getting bullied and pushed around his, annually in the SEC West, SEC. So they know they already know they already know what's up. Texas, you know, the, again, one of these programs living off twenty years ago, and it's going to take <laughs> some, and they, it's going to take them some time to get back to where they need to be. Yeah, they've got to do a lot of recruiting. If 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 Texas is coming to the SEC. Within the next two to four years, Sark's gonna have to do a lot of recruiting because mm-hmm. he can't get bullied like that, like you said, by Arkansas. Well, it's not even if even if they don't get out of their contract, if if they don't, if they you know are forced to stay in the Big Big Twelve a little longer, they're home and home with Alabama starts next year. So they're gonna be <laughs> they're gonna get they're gonna get a nice good taste of the SEC start next year. So. <laughs> Coach Sarkeesian knows what he needs to do. He he yeah, was he, yeah. he had a front row seat. Well, season's going. I mean, season starts now. I mean, that was that was the first start. So he got he better get that done quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah. Sometimes uh, somebody told me this a long time ago. All money ain't good money. So they're gonna get a lot of money going to the SEC. 
but it might not all be good money. So we will see. Now let's talk about a couple of teams that survived. And we got to start with the professor's favorite college team. Mm. Hot, know the name. Got to wait. And I got to give it to him. A win's a win. But this is two weeks in a row. Notre Dame look really bad. Really bad. And to have to survive and come back late in the fourth quarter to beat Toledo? Well, I think Notre Dame is kind of like Stanford, just kind of, meaning that the criteria and the criteria to get in to get into Notre Dame, it's like you described Big Reg, where they have waves. And usually Notre Dame usually recruits, but they have to recruit a certain type of athlete. So that True. athlete may take time instead of getting five stars, and maybe that maybe that development is is accelerated because they're already supreme athletes and what have you. They're getting these three stars, maybe every now and then a four star. Sometimes a two-star. They're super smart. Um, but yet, it takes them time to develop. And I believe Notre Dame had lost at least two offensive linemen that are playing in the NFL right now from, the, from last year. So, yeah. again, Waves, they lost their quarterback. They're breaking in a new quarterback also. So, it's just going to take them some time to get back up to speed. Luckily, they survived because they very well easily couldn't have, could have lost to Toledo this past weekend. So, like I said, I just I just see I just view them in the same light as I view a Stanford mm-hmm. as far as um as far as the type of athletes they can bring in there and you know have needing to develop them. And I think Coach Kelly is doing a good job. It's just it's just a different animal at Notre Dame. And at the end of the day, they're two and zero, which is all mm-hmm. that matters. So Jay, that's your silver lining right there. That's it. Texas A&M survived the upset. I told I, I, I told y'all that Texas mm-hmm. A&M Colorado game was going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. They end up winning at the end, 10-7, but they end up losing their starting quarterback. They say he's got a crack crack in his leg. 10-7, that's a baseball school. Uh Uh-huh. So (laughs) it it was a rough week for Texas A&M, and that that doesn't bode well for them moving on to the future. Uh, The Battle of Utah happened. Now, a lot of people don't follow the Battle of Utah, BYU against Utah. But Utah has been kicking BYU's behind for the last few years, even with the Golden Boy, who's now the starting quarterback at the Jets. They've been kicking BYU's butt. But BYU got some get back this weekend. Mm-hmm. 26-17. And the replacement for the Golden Boy, Jaron Hall, those three TDs in the win. So... Man, it's gonna be some bragging white rights out there for at least a year. So uh, <laughs> that was an interesting game for people who like the West Coast football, want to see a little football late on a Saturday night. They're usually on 10 o'clock and you can generally catch them. Interesting football. And yeah, your Michigan Wolverines, they they mm. just bum rushed Washington. Washington. That running game looked uh pretty impressive. That's an understatement. First of all, what college team gonna let you run fifty six times on them? A team forty three yards. Man, but I like that dude, Corm. He, he reminds me of he's he's a quick little back. I like him. Wow, 
Yeah. Anytime you let somebody run rush 50 times on you and run for over 300 yards. Yes. Yeah. Two backs getting like 150, well, pretty much like 150 a piece. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. The defense coordinator need to be, uh, you know, dusting off his resume looking for a uh, position coach job. He can really get fired. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm hoping. Uh-oh. Okay. We lost feed. Yeah, let's keep it moving. Huh? Sorry for the technical difficulties this week, folks, but we're going to keep it pushing. So let's talk about some games that we got to look forward to in week three. The biggest game on the calendar this week is Alabama going down to Florida to Gainesville to visit number 11. University of Florida. Florida. Saturday, 3.30 p.m., CBS. Um, J3, you may be the closest thing to <laughs> an unbiased opinion on this. Uh, but, you think Miami gonna give Alabama anything this week? Nah, not at all. Um, I think Alabama gonna run it up in them. To be honest with you, <laughs> so we'll see what the uh, outcome is. But yeah, I don't, I don't see it being close. The only thing I will say is this: is that right now, as we speak, Alabama is currently without their two starting outside linebackers. True. One may play. One's definitely not gonna play. And then also a second thing is Coach Mullen. If you look, if you go back to when he was at Mississippi State, which to this day I don't know why he left, but that's a different subject. Um, he's mm. always played Alabama at least competitively. Now he, he wasn't really successful against Alabama, but he he's a good coach and he's a good recruiter. Um, so. I think I think well obviously you know who I think is gonna win, but I, I could see this possibly being a little little tight because if you think about the last year they played in the um SEC championship game, it was a it was an up and down game. Now, you know, yeah, he had two he had two monsters last year. Though. I said there's been a lot of turnover <laughs> before, but still I just see it, it might be a little interesting. I think know. it's gonna be the toughest game so far, but yeah. we will see. Because yeah. one thing I, I noticed last week. And not just Alabama, but definitely Alabama. Young team, yeah, reading the headlines, looking at their mentions and all that. They don't they didn't show up at the beginning of the game. All these teams this year seem to have a glaring flaw to them. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I've noticed. Ohio State, like we said, defense, Georgia, offense, mm-hmm. Clemson. They have no offensive line, can't run, and their defense has been going down for like two or three years. Nobody really been paying attention. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame, defense is a problem because they have a team scoring them that shouldn't be scoring. So Alabama, I think their biggest issue is going to be injuries. If they keep losing people on the defensive side and complacency. Mm. Youth. Mm. Yeah. So thought. We shall see. Yep. Yeah. Some other games that kind of you might want to look out for. Number 15, Virginia Tech visits West Virginia. Virginia Tech started out 2 0, looking good, but that's close to the, that's a border robbery type game. That could be real interesting. Michigan State 
Many of y'all don't realize Michigan State's got a black head coach now mm-hmm. because they finally was able to get the head coach out of there because of all those allegations and things that was going on with the football program. Mm-hmm. So they brought in a former player to come in to try to clean up things. He's been doing pretty good work after a rough start. So Michigan State goes to Miami. That's going to be on ABC at noon. Notre Dame, Professor, I'm sorry. Notre Dame might take their first L this week. <laughs> if they don't get their self together, 2-0 Purdue is going oh, yeah. to play some tough football. So, But it's at home, so Notre Dame should be able to handle that. Can Beamer Ball actually work in South Carolina, Ed? Mm. It's going to take a minute. It's going to take mm. a minute? Yeah, it's going to yeah. take a minute, but but he again, he's a supreme recruiter though, and he had he you know he knows the state because don't forget, he was there before, and um it basically it was just a return. And he's the one who recruited uh, Jadavian Clowney. He recruited uh, Lattimore. A lot of people forgot about Lattimore, but he, mm. he was there with ball coach. He coached under the, uh, Steve Spurrier, so it's just gonna take him a minute to get there. I don't know just if where's that game being played. Host South Carolina. Uh, I just playing that South Carolina. Can, can, can they scare Georgia? I, yeah, they can scare them. Mm. They can score. Them. Yeah, they're sneaky. A sneaky team. I'm yeah. not impressed with Georgia like everybody else. Now Georgia has an advantage where their two line, their defensive line and offensive line is their NFL players, all of them. Yeah. But their skill position and the most important position, quarterback, sucks. I so. So, yeah, South Carolina can definitely scare them. And lastly, check out number 22, Auburn, visiting Penn State, 7.30 p.m. Saturday, ABC. Whiteout game. Whiteout mm-hmm. game. That gives you some good games to look out for. So let's move on to the pros where the big boys come to play. Some good games. Before we get into the games, there were some major injuries mm. that we do have to point out. Uh, New York Jets tackle Makai Beckton. Dislocated his kneecap. Luckily, it popped back into place, but he's going to be out four to six weeks. Their number number one draft pick last year. You got uh, Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy, high ankle sprain, four to six weeks, and that's actually a good outcome because the way it looked, he had a similar situation that broke that Prescott's leg last year. I thought he broke his leg. So, Forty mm. Niners, Raheem Mostert. Come on, dude. Can you please stay healthy? Can you please stay healthy? That man ain't get through a quarter, one and a half quarters before he out. And Chip Cartledge, I've never heard anybody with that kind of injury. So he's going to be out at least eight weeks. Then they lost their starting cornerback, Jason Barrett. So Whew. he might be well, going for his, that might be a career for Jason. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's 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 torn multiple ACLs when and that's why he's not in San Diego uh, with the Chargers any longer. Right. So that might be it for him. Then you got them boys, Michael Gallup, Aww. ankle calf strain. They say he's gonna be out three weeks. Aww. One comes off, one goes in. Yeah, Washington football team. Fits. Thirty-eight mm-hmm. year old man trying to come back from a hip injury. I don't know how that's going to work. So, and that so, looks real, so similar to the Tua 
injury where he just got drove straight down on his knee and the hip bounced mm. back in. What were you gonna say, J3? I was gonna say, so I mean, not that I, I you know want any ill um happenings on Fitzpatrick, but I think that uh by them putting Heineke in, they should have went on and started him from the get-go. Yes, I mean, I, I, I know that they wanted a, a veteran quarterback to lead the team, but Heineke showed that he can actually run that team last year in that last game against Tampa Bay. So, well, and then you saw mm-hmm. what he can do in, in the uh, preseason. So, I mean, nothing against Fitzpatrick, but I, I think the young boy can, can can make some noise. Well, let me tell you, I was there firsthand, and the minute um, Fitzpatrick um, got knocked out, they were, like, screaming, high in the key, high in the key. And the minute he hit that field, the, like, the crowd went wild. Like they 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 were they were waiting for this and he did good. I mean he 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 provided that burst that was needed. I mean and we'll see what he does on Thursday against the Giants. Yeah, uh, as far as the question, if Ron Rivera won a cam, he would have had him two years ago when exactly. he first came to <laughs> exactly Washington last year in the offseason. So yeah, that ain't happening. And mm. and a man that's recovering from cancer ain't bringing in a quarterback. That hasn't been vaccinated. vaccinated. Right. Stop. Let's move on. Um, I I hope Taylor Heineke is the answer. One, he's not that young. He almost 30. Mm -hmm. So we we will see. But uh, I think that's a big blow for them. Um, Also, just real quick. Uh, Jets lost safety. Lamarcus joined the torn tricep. He's out for the season. And again, another running back that's always injured. Penny. Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. That man had touched the ball three, four times and hurt again. <laughs> Some people's body just ain't made for football. That's and you true. just got to come to a realization that, hey, I-, I like the money, but I can't keep yeah. doing this every ain't time. I- for it. Yeah, so. Ain't built for it. So let's get to these games real quick. Um, started off with a bomb burner. Tampa Ooh. Bay, Dallas. Ooh, that was a good game. That went down to the wire. That was a good down game. To the wire. But, I was surprised. So real quick, in, in my opinion, uh, Tampa Bay did not take the opportunities that they had for turnovers like Dallas did. Dallas got a lot of turnovers and, and they put points up from it. What hurt them was they daggone field goal kicker. Yep. He missed two field goals and an extra point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that man, I mean, what injury. He he came out and showed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Cooper had like over 100 yards receiving. CD Lamb did. I mean, that run. Elliot need to get his act together, but yeah. Thank him the ball. But but as you mentioned, CD Lamb, he dropped a couple passes too. Mm-hmm. So don't forget about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Two things jumped out to me at that game. Dak is Dak is that dude. And for anybody that doubted him, he showed coming back from a major injury and not doing anything pretty much throughout the whole training camp and offseason. And Tossed the rock around 50 sometimes and do that. Mm-hmm. But then that's also a problem. Mm-hmm. Dak shouldn't be throwing the ball 50 sometimes when mm-hmm. you're paying a running back Zeke got who's up. just starting his six year, $90 million contract. And you only give him a handful of touches. 
That's the problem. And then they get a tackle suspended. Mm. Gonna miss five games. We already talked about they missing one of their receivers. So this is that Dallas talk that we was asked to bring out last week. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Dallas did what Dallas does. So offense looked decent. They were in a game against a good team and they found a way to lose. Because yeah. everybody raised a hand. When they, when you saw that there was a minute, 20 something seconds left, and Tom Brady was getting the ball back, how many knew that Dallas was going to lose that game? <laughs> if you didn't have your hand up right now, the crazy something thing, is wrong. Brady was playing with him. Like every down, he was just throwing it out of bounds, throwing it out of bounds. Because you knew all it took, he was taking time off the clock. So all he needed to do was kick that field goal and be done with it. I think what stood out to the game, and by the way, it was it was a good game, and Dallas yeah. did play. You know, considering the limitations, some of the limitations that they still have on heck on, on um, um, their defensive side of football, I, I still think they played a decent game. But what stuck out to me is that Tampa Bay is lucky. Mm. They got they got a they got a Hall of Fame tight end and a Hall of Fame wide receiver for the cheap. And I know Evans. I know Evans is supposed to be that dude. And who's the kid? Who's the other kid opposite Evans down there? Scotty Miller. Good, no, good no, one. Chris Godwin. Yeah, good one. They're not the best wide receivers on that team. The best wide receivers on that team is AB and mm-hmm. who was killing them in the first half. Go ahead. Right. He was killing them. Yeah. So they're lucky. They got they got two great players on the cheap. And they're good to go. So I yeah. I, I never, I never doubted Tampa was going to win, um, but I think Dallas showed that they, you know, they, they, they finally got Dak. I think, I think the thing about Dak was all along was they kept, they, they, they held, they held him up to a standard, but yet they didn't give him anybody to help him to achieve the, to achieve what they were looking for. So finally, when they got Cooper, got a little better, and now they got Lamb, so they have two legitimate NFL wide receivers. And now you see that now you see what he can do. But again, um Jerry Jones wasn't playing that game this year. He seen all of Andy Dalton last year. He was like, I don't whatever you want that, you just give me a number. Well, one to Prof's point about Dallas can never be cheated. There was there was one uh call that 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 that, that should have been a pass interference that that uh uh Chris Godwin catch. No, please don't stop, oh, yeah. stop, because Dallas push off every game. Stop it. They they perfected that. Michael Irvin perfected the push off, and they do it in Dallas, all they received. So come on. That was a close. Both of them was doing that, but the DB kind of, you know, tried to sell it as well. So we, we leave it at that. Let's move on to the other big game. Chiefs versus Browns. Cleveland beat Kansas City for three and a half quarters. Mm, I'll play them. Yeah, that ain't nothing. That's, <laughs> That's not enough. enough. But it's not enough. Because they got that man. <laughs> that, that man out there is, is, is bad to the bone. But he that dude. They were so close. Cleveland was close. How is the punter still on the team? They had they had a special yeah. teams breakdown, and they had and and a and they fumble. had they had a fumble, mm-hmm. and then ultimately they had what I think is going to be their Achilles heel ultimately, and that's why Pittsburgh is going to win the division again, is because Baker Mayfield, he's a gambler at his heart. 
he tries to do too much. He doesn't play within himself. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it, it's on him. They had an opportunity and he blew it. Mm. Yeah, when Baker had to step up and make a play, he made a terrible decision. And that, yeah. that's that's tough. Because yeah. that running game they got is Ooh. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Their defense was playing pretty well until they decided that they was going to try to check Cheetah one-on-one. <laughs> I don't know why game. they thought that. I don't know, why, I don't know why they thought that. Bad move, man. Bad move. Oh, really? Mm. It's like, we can get him, we can get Oh, damn. Tyreek <laughs> hit him with the deuces. Mm-hmm. And, but you know what's what's crazy about this? This is, this is how I wonder. I, sometimes I wonder how these people have these jobs. How do these coordinators have these jobs? Because of the fact that you can't single coverage any legitimate number one receiver in the NFL. Mm-mm. Now, I'm not even talking about an elite number one. I'm just talking about if you're the number one receiver on that team, there's no way a DB can stay with him. You have to you have to give that help that help. You have to bring help or design help into your scheme. And Tyreek Hill us that's not even <laughs> we we could do that. <laughs> I mean we could be so I don't know how they keep their jobs. I honestly don't know how to yeah. keep their jobs. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's two people that you got stopping a passing game. And how do you let Tyreek Hill have 11 catches for almost 200 yards and a score? Mm. And Travis Kelsey, six catches for two TDs. That's wow. Well, one thing uh, we should mention about Cleveland, though, their, their starting safety got kicked out early in the game because of uh, pushing that uh, <laughs> Greg Lewis on uh, Kansas City's uh, squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was an idiot. Because he was he was pro- burnt. Come on. The coach said he wasn't actually trying to step on the dude. He was getting just come on, man. He had got up, was moving away, and then stepped backwards. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Ronnie Harrison was was in the wrong, but that, that coach for Kansas City shouldn't have pushed him either. Mm-hmm. He should have been eject, uh, 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 ejected. There's no question. But that coach had to take a walk too. I feel it. I feel it. Let's move on to Monday night. Mm-hmm. Eric Carr is looking kind of what a game. What First a of all, game. Las Vegas was rocking. Were they? Mm-hmm. That stadium, it scared me looking at it, but they was jumping. <laughs> they was jumping. Got got one of the top DJs in the world spinning tracks mm-hmm. during the game. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that was a crazy sight. But then they went out there and played some good football. And you, it, I got to give you props. You said there's a reason why Bill and Waver was let go. He was a turnstile at right tackle. Dude, I seen and that if the Ravens can't fix that, then – the Ravens will be lucky to be over 500 because mm. that's a problem because Lamar was Man, running for his life. I've never seen him get sacked that much than mm. that game. That was just ridiculous. And fumble twice. Mm-hmm. You know Try. what I look, you know, when I watched the game, right? And I was looking at I was looking at Baltimore objectively, of course. And it dawned on me that I don't think they're ever going to give the, Lamar his money. Here's what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to franchise him twice and then call it a career. Mm. Because wow. Lamar still has 
Lamar, there's still some, there's some, there's still some areas in his game that I don't think translates into your thirties. And I think while he's the supreme athlete, he is, and he's always been better, faster than everybody else. When you start creeping up closer to 30, and then when these hits start, you start accumulating hits. Cam is a perfect example of this, but a bigger version of Lamar. I think I just hope I just want him to I just hope he, he's capable of developing to a point where it is it's not so much his athleticism that gets him over. Now so, I would be doing the same thing if I was if if I was in his position, I probably would be doing the same thing while I was why I could, but I just wish the young man would just or I wish they would just develop him or he could develop on his own into a quarterback that it could 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 thrive long term. And and is it a perfect example of what I'm talking about? Kind of sort of like you see Kyler Murray right now. Kyler Murray is athletic like 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 Lamar, but he's more of a quarterback, so to speak, in the traditional mold that I think long term would serve him well. That was so, you want, so basically what you're saying is you want him to sit in the pocket. And, no, and, and no, I don't because that's not an advantage. That he, right. He, he puts him those those quick out routes that he should be hitting, that sometimes he throws three yards in front of a guy or two yards behind a guy or just doesn't see the route. Those are the things he needs to develop in. Now and when the touchdown pass to um Brown, I mean the way he extended that play, that was perfect. Like, like I I, I saw no flaw. But if he ain't got no protection, what is he supposed to do then? Well, no, the Ravens are responsible for is is responsible for this development because you look at the kid up in Buffalo. He's similar. He his game in college was similar to to Lamar's, but yet he has a supreme offensive coordinator slash quarterback coach that knows what he's doing. And I don't know if Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator for, for, for Baltimore, I'm not sure he knows what he's doing with, but, the, with the, with the player he has. You know, we shoot a straight hit. Ed. Let's be legit. Greg Roman's been in the NFL for a number of years as offense coordinator. San Francisco was another place he did real well in uh, Baltimore. He always has a top five, running game mm-hmm. and has a bottom five passing game. Yes. So it's the, it's the system that yeah. is holding them back. And then the fact that they tried to bring some people in to help, but all of them hurt. Their number one pick had to have groin surgery, go miss the first eight weeks. Um, their other uh, pick from two years ago, he's been out two wide receivers that was supposed to be integral in moving this offense forward are out. And then you lose all three of your main running backs. It's just a bad situation right now. So we we will see. But uh, as far as Lamar ain't going to let them do that to him. Because if Lamar don't have a new contract going in the next year, I can see Lamar sitting out. Mm. And he definitely ain't going to sign a franchise tag. Yeah, he ain't playing that game. Let's that, move is, on. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is is that a bad route? I mean, Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's a very wealthy man going that route. Yeah, but Kirk Cousins, because of the style he plays and because of his complexion, let's be real, he gonna be in the league till he in his mid thirties. As yeah. we see, when you are athletic quarterback who 
came into the league with a stigma that you weren't really a throwing quarterback. As you see, you get this idea of what you are as a quarterback. So when you get old, plus he has a persona, so his aura is going to be so big that people ain't going to want to bring him in when his athletic ability isn't as big. So I don't think he's going to try to play that game. Well, he'll get his $250 million contract, or he's not going to play, and then what the Ravens going to do. If, mm-hmm. if that would have happened, where would you see him? Where do you see him going? The Ravens will cave and pay him, the, pay him his money. They built their team. whole offense around him. Oh, okay. So if he takes that trip down 95. They might home. get Flacco back. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> he takes right. that trip down 95, down to D.C., <laughs> That bargaining ain't going on. Let's move on to one of the not big upsets, but surprising outcomes. Oh, no, 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 no. It, you you got to admit, they went Man. up to Buffalo and kicked the Bills behind. The only thing that kept Buffalo in that game was the fact that the Steelers really couldn't do anything on offense either. Special teams, Third part of the game, won that game for him, but the Steelers' defense is back. Defense. T.J. Watt defense. shows why he deserved every bit of that $112 million yeah. he just got paid mm. in his extension. Going out getting two sacks, two strips. I mean, woo! Yeah. So, See, come on, Ed. See, here's here's the issue. The issue is, <laughs> the issue is, the Steelers' defense have been has been like this for three years. Last year, when 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 things started going south, it's because they couldn't keep overcoming the, the injuries that they they lost their starting linebacker for the year. He tore his ACL. They lost their starting uh, outside linebacker, Bud Dupree. He tore his ACL. He was out for the rest of the year. So. There was injuries. There was injuries that people weren't talking about on the defensive side. And like Tomlin, like Coach Tomlin said in the press conference, he said, "I play. I make." And I'm paraphrasing. He said, "I make no bones about it." He said, "We roll with our defense. That, that's how our team is built." So the offense, it was a. It, I wouldn't even say it was a little shaky. It's a work in progress. They have three. They have their whole entire offensive line is practically brand new. They have a they have a new starting left tackle, left tackle who's a rookie, by the way. They have a new starting left guard. They have a new starting center who's a rookie, by the way. They have a new starting right guard who was not on the team last year, and they have a right tackle who wasn't who's not even really their starter. Their starter is still recovering from a torn ACL that he had last year. So it's just going to be a work in progress for Pittsburgh. Um, and and that defense is going to give them an opportunity to be in football games like you saw. Because, mm-hmm. good, yeah. So, how do you feel about their running game? Because I mean, I, that's always been a the Steelers' motto: run the ball, play. What, 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 what you think about Harris? They have to. You can't really see it because their offensive line isn't. Yet, they're not ready yet. They're, but but right now it's like baptism by fire. So. Coach Tomlin's like, okay, the only way they're going to get better, they have to play. So they're taught they're 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 supreme athletes. They he knows that he they they evaluate them. He knows they're paying them. They know they can play. They just have to get used to the NFL. It's a big jump from the SEC, the Big Twelve, or wherever you want to say to the NFL. So 
it's just going to take them some time. Hopefully, Big Ben doesn't get hurt in the, in the meantime, mm. um, because that's that's the game at that point. But you got Haskins. <laughs> no, Haskins will be okay eventually, but right now he's being developed like a quarterback is supposed to be developed. Good luck. So Haskins will be the quarterback of Pittsburgh, though, in mm-hmm. a couple of years. So I agree. I agree. All right, we, we we got a couple of things we need to do some quick hits on. Uh, I just got a, a couple of people just got we got to point out. Kyler Murray put on Jeez. a show. I thought Big Gabe was going to gloat about uh, that as far as Tannehill goes. <laughs> man, I mean, you know how I feel about Tannehill. See, I told you. <laughs> that was ridiculous what they did. And then what, uh, what our man, um, Chandler Mr. Jones, Jones did. My <laughs> goodness. And the record that, is 22. Oh, that was scary. You talking about somebody coming back off an injury and proving a point? Because you know he didn't want to be there because right. they didn't want to give him his new contract. So mm-hmm. he out on a mission. I wouldn't be surprised if he in double digits by halfway through the season and saying, okay, y'all going to pay me now or I'm walking. So, Man, especially if you break that sack record. Yeah. Dangerous Russ. <laughs> With yes, his sir. new offense, yes, sir. Drop four TDs on on, on Indy, which back is a good defense. Mm-hmm. That's a good left. defense. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, but the defense in Indy can only do so much when you got a dud at quarterback. <laughs> he wasn't that. It, you, you know what he did? He had a Kirk Cousins type of day. If you look at the numbers, <laughs> they're not bad. They're not bad. He'd be like, oh, he did all right. It's okay. But if you watch the game, it's like, yeah, but the numbers weren't impactful by the time he started getting them. So John Thompson, (laughs) Coach Thompson, rest in peace, used to always say, I don't care about numbers. Let me know what you're doing in crunch time. Let me let let me know when are you getting those numbers. So yeah, I I don't care how many completions or incomplete. I mean, he sucks. Russell. Hey, hey, BJ, what happened to the, the, the beast was they didn't give him the damn football. Nope. <laughs> if you don't give him the football, what, what are you going to do? So we well, don't get, get that much brown either. Yeah, the Titans got a whole bunch of problems. We'll get to them a little more in depth later on in the season. Uh, Jameis. Now, somebody Ooh. on this show said that the Washington football team should have caught Made an attempt to sign Jameis, but Jameis looked really good. Five and oh, and he played a controlled game. That's the first time I've ever seen Jameis play a controlled football game, even going back to college. Yeah, so was it just Atlanta? I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll Well, see. But it, but it, but it also, um, it's the situation that he's being coached by a supreme coach. Mm-hmm. And he watched a Hall of Famer, probably one of the top, what, easily, without even arguing, five quarterbacks of all time. He he sat and watched him prepare, play games. Mm-hmm. He, he was in film study with them. So 
Jameis, and that's why I was glad that Jameis did not leave because he's had, he had offers. To leave. Matter of fact, I think Pittsburgh tried to extract him from New Orleans. And he's yeah. like, nah, I think I'm gonna stay here because, mm-hmm. and I think that was a great move on his behalf. Oh, absolutely, and that 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 bomb to uh, Harris was just a thing of beauty, man. Even uh, to the point, Drew Brees had to say something like, "The deep ball is back." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Also, shout out Jalen Hurts. He put on a show mm-hmm. for the Eagles against the Falcons. And I'm on my fantasy team. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and your boy Matthew Stafford, at least for one week, look good. Show why mm-hmm. they <laughs> why they wanted to bring my him goodness. in. Man. So, and, and last but not least, McCaffrey is a bad man. I'm, I'm sorry. I did. I, he almost gave you 200 yards of total. Offense coming back mm. after missing all last year. My ankle sprain. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's a bad dude. Yeah, he he's that dude. He that yeah, dude. So, so some games to look forward to this week coming up. Thursday night game. You got an NFC East battle. Got the Giants who look terrible. Mm-hmm. They are terrible against yep. Washington, whose defense didn't play the way they should have played. They sure Ooh. didn't. And yeah. let a second year quarterback go up and down the field against them. Dance so and... that's going to be a, ch- a chance for one of these teams to try to get the their season back on track. Uh, Sunday, you got some good games. Can the Colts bounce back? But they got the Rams coming in town. Mm. Ah. That's a loss. Should be a good game. Buffalo goes from the upper northeast down to Miami. That's that should be even better game. Because be mm-hmm. Miami's defense is banging. They're going to be 0-2. Mm. 49ers at the Eagles. Ooh. If Jalen beat the Ooh. Eagles, Ooh. then we gotta start looking at the NFC East really different. Yeah, Philly coming <laughs> up. If they move, they beat uh, San Fran. Look, I'll take mm. the Eagles. Really different. Um, Raiders, can they back up that crazy win and beat the Steelers mm-hmm. coming across the country? Punish. It all depends yeah. on if they can run. If well, Jacobs, he, he, if he can get his running game going, he that might be a problem. Punished. That might be a problem. I think the Vikings go zero and two because they got they go to Arizona. Yeah, oh, yeah that's Dallas at Chargers is going to be that's a good ball. game. That's, that's going to be a good. It's going to be a game. defensive game. It's going to be I a defensive game. So far at that, ooh, that's going to be a good game. Are the Titans as bad as they looked? No, but oh, they going to find oh. out. We'll find out against the Hawks, Russell, and then. Lamar, that's a loss. Ooh, his—he's already said that they are his kryptonite, and now he gonna go in there without most of his weapons. Ooh, mm, that's Kansas a bad setup. City. Yeah, that's no, a bad setup. Bad and for you football diehards, I mean, <laughs> Lions and Packers Monday night, and mm. Rogers gets his first W. Yeah. <laughs> if he want to play, that is. If he wants to play, you know, he's got this lazy. Nice. Like, yeah, yeah like, like, attitude. Yeah. How the Lions get on Monday night though? Yeah, that's the question. Yeah. yeah, nah, I just think they wanted to get Green Bay on there early, so that's that was an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. They hope. One quick thing with the Lions, they did fight back because they were dead in the water, so they're not gonna quit. But so we'll mm, see. That might be a good game. Golf might get off. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. You pushing it now. You pushing it now. Since. I really just say it depends on how <laughs> it depends. It all depends on how Rogers wants to play. If Rogers still has that chill, relax, oh, it's whatever, you know, I ain't sweating it type attitude, it might be a, a closer game than we think. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, before we get off the preview, real, real quick, we did we just glazed over the Washington game. Mm-hmm. One thing I do say about Washington is I think it's there's a couple two 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 notes that I when when I was watching this game. Number one is that their defense. I don't know if they was reading their press clippings, but they did not seem to be where they let where I where I last saw them last year in the playoffs, even the, even wow. in the feet. And I think that that those corners they may that might be a problem moving they got forward. Beat. Oh, it's always goodness. the problem. The short the, pass. They got always beat. right. But that right. all but that but that D line covered up a lot of that mess. But mm-hmm. this 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 Justin Herbert came in here and he was throwing darts mm-hmm. and he wasn't really getting hit. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. I hate you. We, we will see. Uh, the Giants, I'm not sure, will be a good reflection oh, of where no, they'll be. They're but we'll, we'll, we'll keep our eye out on them, of course, with all the Washington fans on this. We will talk about this. But we got to go ahead and move on. And, and one more thing. Coach Revere, he ain't he ain't it. I told you that when we got him. I told you that when we got him. Uh-oh. All right. Yeah. So in honor of the professor, I'm going to try my best to do a little professor post takes from the bizarre world of wrestling entertainment. The WWE championship belt belongs to big E after he cashed in on his money in the bank privilege. He defeated the injured champ, Bobby Lashley. This turn of event happened after Bobby Lashley defeated Randy Orton on the same night of raw Lashley potentially cost himself the later match by continuously fighting Orton after he obtained the victory. After driving Orton through a table, that was when Lashley injured his own leg, Big E, seeing blood in the water, cashed in in his Money in the Bank contract and was able to challenge Lashley. Lashley had to defend the crown, even being injured. I can already feel some of you scratching your heads. I know you checked out of the WWE with names like The Rock, Stone Cold, Hogan, Flair, Taker, Kane, Cena, Batista, and the Iron Sheik stop being normal names and champions. No worries, you're not alone. Many of the old guard are dead or living in ways that you would not think were imaginable. Wrestling entertainment is still a spot riddled with its many demons and wrestlers beware if this is the path that you choose. Through all the documentaries and movies that have highlighted the rigors and horrors of wrestling entertainment, many men and women still become starstruck at being one to take center stage in front of millions and millions of fans. The juicing is still rampant because of the desire to mirror the 26-inch pythons of the past, to have the physique of Lex Luger and Big Papa Pump, the success of Hogan, John Cena, and The Rock to ultimately achieve Hollywood status still remains a constant lure. Roman Reigns has achieved such greatness, great success, and many of you may recognize that name. Triple H is now an executive that will occasionally still call his own number and jump into the script to be in the ring. It also helps that he married into the family. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The McMahons have mon- monopolized the industry and crushed the competition. The billion-dollar conglomerate just buys up anyone that may remotely become competition, but at this point, there will never be any. 
Do you really think that the government will pillage WWE like it did Microsoft? I guess it helps to be in the in crowd of whoever is in power so that you can keep on smooth sailing. Here's to a sport that will never get clean and those bright lights will attract the most thirsty of us to love soap operas and sports mixed together. Cheers to the old days. Remind me again who the champ is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I gave up in wrestling. Wow. I guess I was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> Early 20s. I did go to one wrestling match probably five, four or five years ago with uh, my sister, who's still a big wrestling fan. So I told her I used to go, and she bought me a ticket as a, 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 a birthday gift. So I went. And it was so corny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, when, when you watch UFC and real MMA and real boxing, uh, but it's a show and they yeah. make plenty of money. So to each his own. Mm-hmm. So if I offended any of you WWE fans or wrestling fans, or I didn't do a good job on post takes, charge it to my heart. I tried to do my best for the professor, but it ain't my thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, it is that time of evening where we get ready to do our post takes so we can, our final post so we can get up out of here. Ed, what you got for me this evening? Man, again, glad that we was able to chop it up about some sports this week. I'm glad everybody is uh, is on the up and up, seemingly healthy. Um, just looking forward to this weekend. Obviously, the swamp is calling me, so I'll, that's where I'll be planted uh, in front of a television watching. Um, and then again, this is the opener for my boys, so I'll be I'll be tuned into that. But anyway, just hope everybody have a safe weekend. J three, how you feeling? I'm feeling well. I just want to say uh, I should have said this last week, but I'm saying now. Um, uh, shout outs to all the survivors from uh, the, uh, the attacks of nine eleven. Um, you all are still in our prayers and in our hearts. Good, good point. Good point. Since I second that emotion, uh, J3, and also just want to give a quick shout out to the NBA for their latest installment of doing too much and trying <laughs> to run the NBA players into the ground with this damn uh tournament they uh trying to do for a million. Like, just, just leave things where they are. Like, stop trying to tinker with things. Like, if you're good with the playing tournament, I think that's enough. You're trying to run these players into the ground, mm. in my opinion. Yeah, they're trying to bring Europe to the NBA. They've been trying for years, so this is just another way for them to get there. Mm. i like to give a shout-out. Um, the U.S. Open just finished over the weekend. And hats off to Daniel Medvedev mm-hmm. for winning his first major title. And in that, stopping history by defeating Novak Djokovic, who was going for the full slam, winning all four majors in a calendar year, stopped him in the finals. So, I mean, that was a big, big tournament. And throughout the tournament, the men's and women's tournament. This is one of the most competitive tournaments the U.S. Open has seen in decades. I mean, there were great matches every night for you tennis fans out there. But most importantly, we got to give a shout out to 18-year-old Great Britain, Emma Raducanu for making history 
she became the first player ever, male or female, to win a Grand Slam event as a qualifier. And for, for, your, for those who don't follow tennis, a qualifier is somebody who doesn't make it into the main draw automatically. The U.S. Open has a 128 people, male and females, that come into the draw. Out of that, maybe about 20 of them come in through the qualifying round, which is a tournament before the tournament. So she had to play three turn three games matches before the actual U.S. Turn U.S. Open started, and then win seven more matches to win the U.S. Open. It's never been done before in the Open era. So she won. 10 matches to win the U.S. Open and never dropped a set. Mm. Wow. Wow. Never dropped a set. <laughs> That's impressive. 18 years old, monster. So that was great. And in the finals, the finals was great. She beat 19-year-old Canadian Layla Fernandez, who had a fabulous run of her own. So mm -hmm. while we were concerned that what was going to happen when the Williams sisters retire, looks like maybe the win. Women's game is going to be in good hands with Coco Golf and these two young ladies. We're going to have some good stuff there. Last but not least, we got a shout out. We haven't talked much about it. Is the WNBA is the final week of their regular season? Seven of the eight playoff spots have already been locked up. There's one left. The Washington Mystics are currently <laughs> leading for oh. that last position. It's between the Mystics, the New York Liberty who the Mystics play on Friday, and the L.A. Sparks. The Mystics have a one-game lead, so all they have to do is win one of their last two games, and they get in the playoffs in a year where they've had the most missed games of any team. And injuries, man. Deladon, and they still have a bunch of injuries now, but they're still winning. So good. if you like basketball, you want to get your fix in, the WNBA playoffs start next week, and this week you can catch some real good games. So that's my thing. Um, any last words anybody got before we get out of here? I think we're good. Professor, we appreciate you as always. Thank you for handling things behind the scenes and doing a great job. Yep, yep. As always, we'd like to thank you all for tuning in and listening. We appreciate your time and the opportunity to share our positions on sports with you. We're here each and every Tuesday at 7 p.m. We do our show live, so come join us. We're glad to have you. If you can't make the show live, you can download the show on our Facebook page, on our YouTube channel. Just search Positions on Sports Talk Show. Or if you like podcasts, pick your podcast medium. We're there. Search Positions on Sports Talk Show. Please do us a favor. When you go to the pages, please like the pages and subscribe. The subscription is free. We'd love to have you as part of the family. Um, again, we appreciate your time and the opportunity. We're here each and every Tuesday. Please tell your friends and families about us, and we'll see you next week, 7 p.m. Tuesday. And also, don't forget, this Thursday, 7 p.m., the post-fantasy football show, so you can get your lineups ready before Washington plays the Giants. So please check out the Thursday show. They'll see you Thursday. We'll see you next Tuesday. Have a great week. Peace. See ya.